Welcome to How to Be a Human Being in the World, the podcast that showcases the strength, resilience, and humanity in all of us and provides a space where you can embrace the messy parts of life. We've all got them and unapologetically be more of who you really are. I'm your host, Dr. Kathleen Young. I'm a psychiatrist, certified life coach, and I'm also a human, just like you. Pull up a seat as we bear witness to the healing, connection, and inspiration that comes from the stories of our lives. Welcome back to How to Be a Human Being in the World. Before we get started with today's episode, I just want to say that I didn't start out to do this, but I think that I've officially decided to do a relationships series of sorts, a series of podcast episodes specifically focused on relationships. And like I said, I didn't plan this. I didn't set out to do this, but I've been researching and focusing on relationships over the last few months in anticipation of a new group coaching program I'm going to be offering very soon. And I figured this would be, since that's what I've been thinking about a lot and talking about a lot, I figured this would be a good opportunity to share what I'm learning about relationships with you, my audience. And since I've already done a few episodes geared towards relationships, I figured why not just call it a relationship series. Now, I may sprinkle in a few interviews and things, but... I did want officially commit to a relationship series. So in today's episode, I want to talk about the importance of telling people how you feel, both the good and the bad. We talked in, I think it was last week's episode about how to make it safe for people to give you hard feedback. I've done an episode on navigating conflict in relationships and talking about how important it is to to the relationships, particularly friendships, to tell people when you're upset, to work through conflict and resolve it. But I also think that it's important to tell people how you feel in good ways. We often neglect that part and we almost are on autopilot in our relationships and we forget that it's equally as important to talk about how we feel you know, in a good way, that we care about people, that we enjoy spending time with them, that they matter to us. And the more I talk to people and read about relationships, the more it's become clear to me that the vulnerability that comes with sharing more intimate emotions is challenging for people. And it's something that we often avoid. And I say we because I am guilty of this too. It can feel really uncomfortable to be vulnerable, to tell people that they matter to you. So people just don't do it. Now, there are some people who do it and are very good at it. And I've been on the receiving end of that. And sometimes I almost feel uncomfortable being on the receiving end of it. You know what I'm talking about, but maybe you don't. But but people avoid it because it's it's not always easy to be vulnerable. And one of the main reasons we don't share our intimate feelings and let ourselves be vulnerable is because we don't want to get hurt. And whenever you put yourself in a vulnerable position, you take that risk. The risk that the other person, you know, you might tell someone how much you care about them and it isn't reciprocated or they don't notice when you're making an effort to show them how much they mean to you or they don't care as much as you would like them to care about the relationship. So taking that type of risk can be hard. And I don't think It's just in romantic relationships. I think we focus a lot on romantic relationships. So we think about them when it comes to being vulnerable, but it's also in our friendships. So because it can be hard to be vulnerable, we keep our feelings to ourselves as a way of protecting ourselves from being hurt. And before I go on, 
I want to say that I want to add that particularly in male female friendships, and this could be in other types of friendships, but this is what comes to mind for me. I think there's often a reluctance to be vulnerable and say how you feel because of the fear that this type of intimacy will be misinterpreted as romantic, that it's crossing a line and that can make people very uncomfortable. So that's another reason why you may see this reluctance to be vulnerable and to share and to create intimacy and friendships. And so instead of being vulnerable in our friendships and our relationships and telling people how we feel, we often just assume people know how we feel (laughs) because that's much easier, right? It's much easier to just assume people know and then you don't have to talk about it and you don't have to deal with it. Whether that's with our acquaintances, you know, people that we work with, people that we've met, people we have more casual interactions with in our friendships or in our romantic relationships. And I have to say, it's funny because almost every time I challenge someone on this, whether it's like friends or clients, coaching clients or patients of mine. And say to them, you know, maybe you should just tell that person how you feel or tell them what you want from them or tell them what you need in the relationship. So many people get annoyed with me. They have this like blank look on their face. Like, why are you telling me this? And they insist that the other person already knows or that they should know. But the truth is, sometimes people know. Sometimes they may assume that they know how you feel. Sometimes they know. But in reality, a lot of people don't know or they don't always know or they want to know. And even when they do know, it still feels good and reassuring to hear how people feel, to hear that the other person cares about you, that they appreciate you and all that you're doing for them, or not even if you're doing for them, that they just appreciate you and they enjoy spending time with you, that you matter to them. So I want to encourage everyone out there listening to tell your friends, tell the people you care about how much you care about them. Let them know. And I guess I just, I, you know, I just caught myself saying, tell your friends. And I say that because I think it's in friendships where we neglect this the most. Most people, I'm not one of these people. I had a very fraught relationship with my family, but, and I love them, but, you know, it's always been hard for me to tell them how much I love them. So, but most people can tell their family how much they love them. They can tell their romantic partners how much they love them, their children. So it's often something that gets neglected in friendships. But doing this is how you create intimacy and how your relationships grow. I've spoken to a lot of people over the past few months who are looking to create closer connections with the people around them to feel more connected. That's what a lot of people say. I just want to feel more connected. I just want to be with people and have more meaning, meaningful friendships. And this is exactly how to do it by creating this intimacy by being vulnerable. We create intimacy when we're able to share how we feel. And the intimacy is what creates the connection with other people. And I I will say, take it from me. I actually chose this topic in particular. I have a particular interest in it because it's something that I am very familiar with, something I've struggled with for years. So I know a lot about it, this difficulty admitting to myself how much I care about people and expressing to them. But I have recently been making a concerted effort to push myself to be more connected to the people who are important to me. That doesn't mean everyone, (laughs) but the people who are more important to me so that I can have closer and more satisfying relationships. And as I've been doing that, it's required me to be more vulnerable, which doesn't come naturally to me at all. I'm sure you're not surprised uh, as I'm talking about it, but I'm working on it. And so it's slowly getting easier for me to do, and I'm seeing results as I do it. When I let people know 
that they matter to me, they appreciate it and they respond in kind. I haven't had anybody respond in a negative way to it. And when I do it, when I am able to tell people how I feel, which isn't easy, I also feel a little stronger or something. I can't describe it. I I noticed this not that long ago. When I'm able to tell someone how I feel, even if they don't respond the way I want, I feel better. It's almost as though the act of saying it out loud is a relief. And I suspect that, at least for me, that has to do with bringing things that are secret bringing things that I'm keeping a secret or I'm afraid of to light when I bring them to light, it has the opposite effect of what I expect. So I expect that it's going to feel really terrible when I tell people how I feel, but it actually has the opposite effect. It's almost like shame. I've said this a lot on the podcast. When we have shame about something, shame can only live in secret. And when you bring it to light and you talk about it and you let people know, that's when you release the shame. And so I wonder if, at least for me, there's something about being able to say it out loud that really allows me to feel better. So how do we let people know how we feel? I mean, I think that a lot of you are probably going to say that it's pretty obvious. You just tell them. But in case you, in case it's not, in case it feels hard, I'll give you some examples of what I have done in my own life. So I just spent about almost a week with my sister-in-law. I went with her to an event and then we traveled over the weekend and we had a really great time. It was a lot of fun, a lot of like one-on-one time. And even though I've known her for, you know, I don't know, almost 15 years, this was really the first time that I spent a concentrated amount of time with her and really got to know her. We really bonded. We talked about everything. And in particular, you know, some of the unspoken family dynamics, I, you know how it is. I'm sure that there's a bunch of family dynamics that we're not, you know, people aren't talking about and there can be tension at times and, you know, the ebbs and flows of family. And so we were able to really talk about that and how it's played out. She did call me on being noncommittal, which is something that I don't know that I agree with. Well, maybe I really agree with it, but that's a topic for another episode. But we had a really good time and we, we were able to really have a lot of intimacy and connection during that week together. And so by the end of the trip, I thought to myself that it would be really important to let her know that she's important to me. Because I think that one of the reasons why we haven't spent that type of time together is because, you know, I am somebody who can be kind of hard to read, hard to get to know. I mean, I think for some people, they don't, they won't agree with that. And they feel like they know exactly where they stand with me when they have an interaction with me. But I think that it's probably, there are probably a lot of people out there who don't always know for sure. And so I think because I have that awareness about myself, I thought it was really important to let her know after the trip that, you know, how I was feeling about her and our relationship and the time we spent together. And it was really cathartic for me. I can't describe it enough in words over a podcast, but I will say it was a super emotional time for me. She may not know it because I actually did it through a text. I don't think I could have done it in person. That would have been too much for me. But I did send her a text and I told her all of the things that I thought were important to say. And and she responded back saying that she felt the same way and that she was glad that we had had that time together. So it was a really wonderful, nice moment for me and something that I felt really proud of after I did it. So that was one way to just tell her directly how I felt, even if it wasn't a text message. And I'll say, for those of you who have a hard time with saying it in person, you could even do it in an email, a text, a letter, whatever way feels most comfortable to you. 
I have another friend who has been on the podcast who I've talked about a lot. And with him, you know, he's a good friend of mine. We have lived in the same area for many years. And I think for a while, for a number of years, I felt like I just didn't see him. I wasn't spending time with him. And he's one of my closest friends. And so I reached out to him at one point and said, you know, I want to make sure that we are getting together once a month. So that's what we've been doing. And I think for those of you who follow closely, you know who that is, but that's what we've been doing. I let him know it's important to me. Our friendship is important to me. It's important that we stay in touch and let's make sure that we get together once a month. Speaking of, I think we have to plan our April get together. And then I have another friend who likes to celebrate her friends. She likes to get people together. She likes to celebrate her friends. She has been the driver of this. We have a small group of women who get together to celebrate each other's birthdays. And, you know, my one friend has been the driver of this. And she is very consistent about making sure that when somebody's birthday is coming around, that she reaches out to everybody and she gets us together. And there have been a couple of times that I think she's said to me casually that, you know, she was about to give up on that because I think she feels like she bears the burden of doing this and that, you know, while we all go and we appreciate it, that it seems like she's the one doing all the work. And so... You know, I have lots of thoughts about that that I won't share in this podcast. And, you know, I'm a person who has a who just has a harder time making plans and organizing things. So I'm not a person who's ever going to take a lead on on something like that. And I should say never. It's not going to be my thing. And so while I very much appreciate her, I don't know that I have ever been somebody who's been more enthusiastic about doing that. So her birthday is coming up, I think, tomorrow even as I'm recording this podcast. And you know, about a week or so ago, I realized, oh no, her birthday's coming up and nobody has reached out to organize something for her birthday. So I decided that I would do it. You know, maybe it's not my thing. Maybe it's not as important to me, although I do enjoy going and it means a lot to me that she does it for me. I knew that it would mean a lot to her that it didn't go unnoticed and that we did organize something. So I decided this year to take the lead and, you know, she was very, very appreciative of it. And I felt like, wow, you know, yes, organizing stuff for me is a challenge and I really hate planning and scheduling, but just to be able to let her know that she's appreciated and that what she does matters to me was really important. So those are just a few examples of ways that, you know, you can let people know how you feel. So if it's hard for you to say it out loud, if it's hard for you to communicate it in words, you can communicate it through actions and the ways that you are showing up in people's lives. So communicating how you feel is not always an easy thing to do, even when it's just through actions. It takes a lot of bravery to be vulnerable with other people. And at least for me, It takes a lot of bravery to even admit to myself how much I care about someone. I tend to be somewhat avoidant. That is, if you understand attachment styles, that will make sense to you. And maybe one day I'll do an episode on that because there is so much in there as far as relationships go. But I tend to be somewhat avoidant. So it's harder for me to make the connections. I'd almost rather just act as if people don't matter to me even when they do. So it takes a lot of bravery 
to talk to other people about how you feel and, and to admit it to yourself sometimes. But I promise that it gets easier the more you do it. And it will inevitably lead you to more satisfying, connected relationships if that's what you want. And I think for most people, that is what we want. And once relationships where you feel more comfortable sharing what's going on with you, where it feels safe for you to let people know how you're doing. I did a whole episode on, you know, why people aren't talking to each other. You know, why it was about Black women in particular, why Black women aren't sharing how they feel because it's so hard to be vulnerable and to feel safe to do it. And so I think the more you can focus on creating these satisfying, connected relationships, it's going to help people, not just Black women, but Black women, feel more safety in doing that and to feel more connected and to let people know what's really going on. I also think it's worth mentioning here that I've had a few friends recently go out of their way to reach out to me, to reconnect, to keep in touch, to let me know that they're thinking of me. And I have been sure to let them know how much I appreciate it when they do that. So it's important to do that to let other people know how you feel, but also when you're on the receiving end to let people know how much you appreciate it when they do that. That's very important. You know, acknowledging the effort someone else is making for you is also a way of strengthening that connection in your relationship. And I read somewhere that people often underestimate how much other people like them. So when they're trying to initiate relationships and friendships, you know, they may hang back, they may not put the effort in because they ask, underestimate how much other people like them. So tell them, let them know, don't make them guess, make it easy for people to connect to you, make it easier to build these relationships by letting them know. That's all I have for today. But before I go, I want to let you know that if you're interested in learning more about, I'm going to be doing a small group relationship study and coaching program. It's going to be coming up in the next month or so. So if you're interested in finding out more about that and you think that that would be something that you want to do to create more satisfying relationships, go to my website, which officially went live last week at www dot drkathleenyoungcoaching.com and get on the wait list. We're going to be starting in May. See you next time. Are you ready to have the life you actually want instead of the life you think you should want? Or maybe you just want to start having more fun. Either way, I can help. Head on over to my website, www.drkathleenyoungcoaching, that's Kathleen with a K, dot com. Or you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at drkathleenyoung.coaching. You can sign up for a free consultation on my website and we can talk about the life you want to create and see whether group or one-on-one -on -one life coaching is right for you. Midlife doesn't have to be a crisis. It's never too late to create the rest of your story. Thanks for listening to this episode and see you next time.